What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. I'm OK Davis here with you. We're going to get into some NBA as we're up against the all-star break, the back half of the season. Well, it's not really a half. We'll start next week. Trade deadline just passed. Some wild trades, as I was talking about last Thursday. Last night, I watched the Knicks just blow a bad game to the Nets with Ben 10 on the bench. Not playing yet. We'll see. NFL season, you know, it was fun to see the Super Bowl. I'll talk about that a little bit. I know it's a few days removed from it, but it just didn't really excite me. And then the Olympics. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that and the the controversy that's now gone from Valieva taking drugs and getting a lot of attention on Russia for her still being able to compete to now it's a comparison to her and Shikari Richardson and is that wrong so we'll talk about that but First, I'll start with football. I'll start with football. The Super Bowl was the Super Bowl. I don't know what it was. If it's that it's just not the same anymore. You know, yeah, I was excited for Aaron Donald from the University of Pittsburgh. That was great. I thought the halftime show was really good. Nostalgic. I thought the commercials, some of them were good. I think the Larry David one's probably my favorite. I don't know why my son liked that daggone. One of my sons liked that Coinbase one where the QR code's bouncing around the screen. But the game had drama, but something was missing. And I don't know if there was a sadness because I don't know about you, but it's like, man, when the NFL season ends, it's just like, oh, man, it's over. I mean, maybe that's what it was. But also maybe it was a sour taste in my mouth because I didn't win my my picks. None of my picks came through. And then I forgot to do one of them, which was Odell Beckham to score the first touchdown. So I was kicking myself because I forgot to get that pick in. But overall, there just wasn't much to the game. In my mind. And I could tell that I wasn't really that excited about it when I didn't get all riled up with the one mistake the referees made and not calling the face mask. And it was like, oh, but then they couldn't have called the face mask on the on the touchdown by the Bengals to go up twenty to thirteen. Man, I don't even remember what the score was. It seemed so long ago. But, you know, it, it was cool. I'm glad the Rams won. I'm glad the Rams won. Uh, Odell Beckham, OBJYN as I've been calling him, got his touchdown. And I thought Cooper Cup, the cup runneth over the defense again. He was open for, well, not open, open, but scored two touchdowns and got the MVP as he deserved. 
He had the best season ever in the NFL. You never hear the triple crown receiving yards, receptions, and touchdowns, and he got all three. Then they won the Super Bowl, and he got MVP. No player has ever done what he's done in one season. Jerry Rice did it in a few seasons, but not in one season. And he gets no respect for it. He gets no respect for it. And of course, as soon as the season ended, then they wanted to look at the odds for next year. So I was like, oh, well, let me see what the odds are. The Chiefs are favored to win it all at plus 750. I don't know how after the way they lost this year. No, I feel like they're heading in the wrong direction. The wrong direction. The Bills are behind or tied with them at plus 750. That's $75, $7.50 to one. That's $75 to one, excuse me. Then the Rams are 10 to one. Cowboys are 14 to one. Along with the 49ers and the Bengals are also 14 to one. I could see the Rams repeating. I could see that. I'm surprised the Buccaneers are where they are at 22 to 1, but maybe that's because, you know, I don't know, could they think Brady's going to change his mind and come back? But I mean, Tampa doesn't have a quarterback right now. So I feel like that number should drop. Or maybe the key is before Brady says, no, I'm going to come back with Tampa, you take those odds right now at plus 2,200. Maybe that's what you do. I said at the beginning of the season, the Rams would win it all with Matt Stafford. And they did it. And part of that's because I, I felt, probably I didn't look at it, but seven out of 10 years that Stafford, or seven out of the last 10 years, I probably had Stafford on my fantasy football team. I know several years I did. Because I was always like, yo, he's going to put up numbers. He may not win, but he's going to put up numbers. I don't know if there's another sleeper lower than that that I would pick. You know, I guess you got to wait until the the draft to see where some of the quarterbacks go. As I look at this and scroll down and I see this Washington Commanders on here. Oh, such an awful name. They're at plus 5,000. With the Steelers also at plus 5,000. Maybe the Patriots are a sleeper. They're at 25 to 1. Cardinals are also at 25 to 1. Maybe at least if you can, you take your favorite your favorite team to, to win it all. Well, you got these kind of odds. You can do that. But I think a lot of things will shift. Obviously, after the draft, and you know a little bit more about what teams are doing what. Maybe there's a trade. Packers are at plus 1,600, 16 to 1. Are they going to be able to keep Aaron? You never, you never know. Maybe Aaron Rodgers goes somewhere else to Denver. Denver's at plus 2,000. Maybe put a dollar on them. So if he does go to Denver... 
You know that number's going to shoot up, but you still got them. I mean, that's the key, is you want to get it while the odds are, you know, I mean, you don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to go, but wherever he's going to go, that team will go up. The odds will change for that team. And even if it's Green Bay at, you know, 16 to 1, I feel like they may move up to like 12 to 1, which I guess isn't that big of a jump, but we'll see. That's going to be a lot of fun. Another offseason. And I shouldn't even say, I feel like that's a term I use a lot. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's not going to be a lot of fun watching Aaron Rodgers toy with the Packers and think about, oh, maybe I'll host Jeopardy again, although I know that's not really a thing. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll pick a different team. He's just going to hem and haw. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Speaking of bad, Again, I don't know what I I I don't know if it's that the All Star Game has kind of lost its luster, but I'm not nearly as excited about the NBA All Star Game this year. It's in Cleveland. It's gonna be cold. You still have Omicron and COVID rearing its ugly head. I mean, I do, you know, I like the NBA too. So, I mean, I still have one eye on it. But not anything that excites me. There's nothing about the game or the rising stars or the slam dunk contest. I really kind of started to dislike the slam dunk contest a little bit. It's too gimmicky, but not a good way. Still think JaVale McGee should have won when he dunked two balls and then three basketballs. I mean, come on. How could he not win? Ridiculous. At least unlike the NHL, I know all of the players that are in the All-Star game. But realistically, I wanted to take this time to think about, okay, now that we're at the All-Star break, What changes do you see in the NBA that maybe you think a team has a better chance of winning a championship? So the Phoenix Suns are are tied as favorites with the Brooklyn Nets at plus 425. And I've got something that I'm going to share with you that should help you make a determination of what team you think is going to win it all. And understand that this is, it's tough for me to admit, a little tough for me to admit, but the Wizards, as I looked back at the last, I went back as far as I could and it ended at 2011 since, so that's what, 11 years. Only one NBA championship over that championship winner over that time span did not have a former Washington Wizard on it. And I was like, is that a thing? Maybe it's a thing. 
quite possibly it's a thing. And yeah, only one team didn't have a wizard on it when they won the championship, the Spurs. Every other team, if you go back to 2011, had one on it. And many of them were traded that season to the championship winner. And I just think that's a crazy stat. This year, one of the favorites, Phoenix Suns, has JaVale McGee, former Washington Wizard. The Bulls, Troy Brown Jr. Now the Suns are at plus 425. The Bulls are at plus 3,000. So just keep that in mind as you are thinking about your picks for NBA champion. Maybe it's worth it for you to put a little money on teams that have a former Washington Wizard on it. The Brooklyn Nets do not. The Phoenix Suns do. The Golden State Warriors used to. And that worked out well for them. They had JaVale McGee for a couple of years. And they had Nick Young. Last year, the Bucks had Bobby Portis. I feel like they had one more player too. Should have kept the list. I just went down the list, but then I was like, ah. Kind of tough to stomach. But just something to think about as you're trying to decide, okay, maybe I can put some money down on a team now. And looking at which team, Mavericks, I don't think they have a chance, but the Mavericks got a couple Wizards on it now. Maybe. Possibly. You could think about that. The 76ers don't have a former Wizard player on it. So just go through the roster. And see what you think. The Bucks obviously are not favored. They're at plus 700, 7 to 1. They're behind the Suns, Nets, Warriors, Sixers. Well, I guess they're tied with the Sixers. But that just surprised me. The Heat are at 12 to 1. The Jazz at 16 to 1. Grizzlies at 25 to 1. As I mentioned, the Bulls are at 30 to 1. The Mavericks are at 40 to 1. When I look at the trades that happen overall, I don't necessarily think that either one of the trades, especially the big ones, Harden for Simmons and Seth Curry and Andre Drummond, the future first-round draft picks, I don't think that it really makes the Nets that much better. They're a little bit younger. 
But if Ben Simmons is dealing with mental health problems, who knows when he's going to come back? It may take longer than we realize for him to come back. It ain't going to take long before New York is like, yo, what's going on with this guy? And then maybe you're going to be like, wait, we, we gave up Harden for that. And, you know, the thing is, that, oh, you know, everybody's talking about his defense and blah, blah, blah. I hope he gets his confidence back. He's got to get his confidence back to be a, a shooter, a contributor on the offensive end. And the other part of that equation that I do think that Adam Silver was correct as much as I didn't think of it that way. And I still, you know, Kyrie Irving is like, look, I'm not going to get the shot. And you got to respect him for that. Just like there's reports, Novak Djokovic says, look, I'm just not getting the shot. At least he's not a team. He's his own individual player. So fine, you don't want to get the shot. Maybe there's some tournaments you're not going to compete in. But I guess in many ways, it's like, okay, if this pandemic is going to end and you're not going to have to get a shot ever, okay. But if this becomes a thing where it's like, no, this is like the flu shot, and you're going to have to get it. I'm really worried for players like Kyrie, Novak Djokovic. That eventually, you're going to have to say, shoot, do I want to give up the game that I love because I don't want to take a shot? And, and also looking around at everybody else that did take the shot. It's like, what's wrong with you? Why can't you take the shot? But when Adam Silver, which I don't know why it took him this long to come out like this, but the fact that the visiting players that are unvaccinated can play in New York, but Kyrie cannot, it doesn't make any sense. I got to hand it to him. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm not going to act like I thought about that before, but the commissioner should have. And even if you want to say, well, he did know about it before, yeah, but then why wait till now publicly to make an announcement, a statement like that? There's, I don't know, maybe there's some ulterior motives, something going on. I don't like it. And I want to see Kyrie on the court. And I certainly, on the flip side, I don't like that he's not getting the shot either. So it's like a lose-lose. Or in some cases, somebody will say a win-win. Maybe. And maybe this weekend I'll watch, I guess. Maybe. Maybe I'll watch. I'll watch some of the All-Star. Of course I will. Of course I will. So now, I'm going to move to my last topic here. Camilla Valieva. She is a 15-year-old figure skater who took an illegal drug. She was crying after her last skate as if it was the end. And now the... World Anti-Doping Agency's hearing with Valieva said she accidentally took her grandfather's pills. Come on. 
I mean, the thing for me is for the IOC or whatever committee it is that makes a ruling, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Well, the Russians have been fooling somebody for way too long. And at some point, you got to just say, oh, look, we're, we, we're headed up to here. I don't know what kind of stronghold Putin has over someone in the IOC, but these rulings boggle my mind. And realistically, it isn't even just me anymore. Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir are basically saying she shouldn't be skating. And I know they aren't a governing body. But it's just one of those things where it's just like, come on. You can't possibly say that one, Valieva didn't know what she was taking and that it was illegal. This substance, Tigart, the amount of TMZ, excuse me, the amount of TMZ found in Valieva's system was 2.1 nanograms per millimeter, which is roughly 200 times as much as was found in the sample of another athlete who had some contamination. It just doesn't make any sense. The U.S. anti-doping chief, Travis Tigart, was speaking on it. It's called TMZ, but it's trimetazidine. Trimetazidine. Try saying that three times. And then, of course, it's the fact that this sample where she tested positive was all the way back from December 25th. So the Russians were hiding it. Basically, they were hiding it. They knew she was on drugs. They knew she shouldn't be able to compete. But they have no honor, no code in Russia, no ethics. Nothing matters to them except for winning. And they will win at whatever cost. But this time they got caught. And so realistically, Valieva should not be competing. It doesn't compare to Shikari Richardson. It doesn't. Outside of the one thing that says that they both took banned substances, Shikari Richardson admitted to hers. But it's a different governing body that's ruling. USADA, you want to be mad at somebody, Shikari Richardson, you got to be mad at USA. Shikari Richardson tweeted out, can we get a solid answer on the difference of her situation and mine's? My mother died and I can't run. It was also favored to place top three. The only difference I see is I'm a black young lady. 
The problem is it wasn't the IOC that ruled. And even I was like kind of outraged when I saw that. Yeah, yeah. But then you got to read. You got to know what you're talking about. Shikari Richardson's punishment was not given out by the IOC. It was USADA, the United States Anti-Doping Agency. And they came down hard on Shikari Richardson. Well, you could see easily that Russia's not going to come down on their star skater. So the Russian anti-doping agency was like, oh, we're just going to be quiet. We're going to act like nothing happening. And we'll report it after she's already skating. And that's disgusting. Because the IOC will not do what they need to do, which is ban the athletes too. You can't just say, oh, no, no flag. It's not really Russia. Now it's called the Russia Russian Olympic Committee. Like, come on, that's ridiculous. They can't fly their flag. No, it's bigger than that. Their history of cheating goes much farther than that. And that's the disgusting part for me. Losing hope. Losing hope in the chances of getting clean games. There will be no clean games. I hope Valieva doesn't get a medal. Just go away. You knew what you were doing. If if you didn't, your people knew what you were doing. And I hope that the ruling comes down soon that she can no longer compete and she should be banned. She should be banned from not just this Olympics, but maybe the next Olympics. But she has tarnished the image of the Olympics. And I think in general, I mean, okay, yeah, the ratings are good. But like, I don't know. I just wonder if anybody's even really watching. There's Olympic fatigue. You know, you feel like, wait, weren't we just having the Summer Olympics and now we're already having winter? I mean, I guess in some ways it is kind of cool that you're getting Olympics more often. But I think overall, it's, it's, just don't think it's exciting. And I think, you know, more and more skaters are coming out at how angry they are. Team USA has a chance to medal. And right now they're just on hold waiting for a decision to be made. It's taking too long. It should have already been, hey, she's out. She tested positive. She's out. 
That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. That's truly unfortunate. I'll try to watch a few more Olympics, but I'm just not really into it. And I don't know if you're into it, but, you know, there are some kind of wild. Picks you can make on the Olympics. And I'm not I'm not doing that. But it's just interesting. You could do pair skating, biathlon, freestyle skiing. I I I mean I didn't really know it was a thing. But it is. You can speed skating, if you want to do that. Bobsled. a lot that's a lot all right i talked a lot that's it for just for sport i don't know what am i gonna do a gut check pick on if the east are gonna win the all-star game it feels weird to end the show without having a gut check pick i'll still make my daily picks But it's not, it's just not quite the same. But that'll do it for Just for Sport. I miss football. To the window. Ciao for now. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over under daily fantasy game. Why? because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the Just For Sport podcast. All you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code JFORSPORT and prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep, that's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the prize picks app today.